This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, August 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Purdue's wine cellar. Trump doubles down on China. UK wants quick trade deal. And 1933 farm policy. Purdue finds farmers aren't in a joking mood. While the devastating floods in this spring and the ongoing trade war, Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue is finding the farmer's sense of humor is being tested. Purdue went to the annual Minnesota Farm Fest on uh, Wednesday to listen to farmers' concerns and wound up fielding complaints about the accuracy of the USDA's report on planted acreage. Purdue tried to add a bit of levity, telling a joke he said he had gotten from a farmer in Pennsylvania. He said, what do you call two farmers in a basement? He said, a wine cellar. Purdue was met with a few boos and chuckles, but mostly silence. A Minnesota grain and hog producer at the event, Brian Johnson, told AgriPulse he didn't agree with the joke, but he thought USDA was doing the best it could with estimating acreage this year. He said it's a huge mess for everybody. It's just a challenge. Trump doubles down on harsh rhetoric for China. White House and cabinet officials have been clear they are hoping China will follow through on its promise to send a negotiating team to Washington next month. But President Donald Trump isn't letting up on the harsh rhetoric toward the country. China was killing us with unfair trade deals, Trump told reporters yesterday. China. What they're doing to us for years and years, taking hundreds of billions of dollars out, stealing intellectual property, targeting our farmers, all of that's ending, and they understand that. Purdue said he's expecting talks to continue next month, but he stressed the Chinese were intractable during the last round of negotiations in Shanghai. It's difficult, he said, to deal with a country that cheats and steals and builds its economy and military and its desire for world domination over cyber theft and intellectual property transfers. UK wants speedy FTA with US. The United Kingdom may be embroiled in its exit from the European Union, but the British want a free trade agreement with the US and they want it done quickly, says UK International Trade Minister Liz Truss who is visiting the U.S. Negotiating and signing an exciting new free trade agreement with the U.S. is one of my top priorities, said Truss, who is expected to meet with Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross either today or Friday. Having already laid the groundwork, we are fast-tracking this deal so that businesses are able to take advantage of the golden opportunity to increase trade with the U.S. as soon as possible. Sarah Moran, a vice president for USA Rice Federation, tells AgriPulse a pact with the U.K. could help farmers here sell a lot more rice. While formal discussions cannot begin until the U.K. exits the EU, it is a welcome sign that the U.K.'s new foreign secretary is in Washington, D.C., meeting with his U.S. counterparts. The U.K. is a valued market for U.S. exports, and USA Rice will seek to improve access there. Purdue rejects Mulvaney claim on research moves. Purdue flatly denies that the relocation of the USDA's Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture was intended to downside the agencies by forcing employees to quit, a claim made recently by Mick Mulvaney, Trump's budget chief and acting chief of staff. The secretary said, That was no way in any shape or form our intention. 
He repeated what he has said before, that he hoped all of the employees of both agencies would agree to move to Kansas City. Critics of the relocation have cited Mulvaney's comment as proof that the relocation was intended to shrink the agencies. Mulvaney's budget proposals have called for cutting ERS in half. Warren takes a step back on farm policy. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren is out with her farm policy proposals. And true to her style, she got plenty of details and she's promising a lot of new spending. One farm policy analyst summarized the plan as, quote, 1933 all over again. Warren is calling for using marketing loans to guarantee farmers can cover their production and an expansion of set-aside programs to reduce production. It's a return to the policy of parity and supply controls, long since abandoned by Washington policymakers. The non-recourse marketing loans that are the centerpiece of Warren's plan have never gone away, but in most cases, the loan rates are well below market prices and the cost of production. The current loan rate for corn, for example, is two twenty a bushel. According to USDA, the average cost of production for corn over the past decade was three ninety six a bushel. So theoretically, the loan rate would have to be that high to serve as the price floor that Warren wants. What experts say, Ohio State University economist Carl Zuloff says the Warren plan would likely raise market prices, but it would negatively impact all users of U.S. crops, including livestock and bioenergy producers. Its impact would be the greatest on the poor as they spend the largest share of their income on food. University of Illinois policy analyst Jonathan Coppas, a top USDA official in the Obama administration, worries that raising loan rates would force the government back into the business of storing and managing grain supplies forfeited by farmers. Under the parity system, he said, we fail miserably in our efforts to control and manage supplies, and there were some real problems, especially in cotton country, that we could not ever want to repeat. Now keep in mind, Warren and other Democrats are crisscrossing Iowa over the coming days, Warren will be talking ag policy today at an organic farm. Southeast Asia soy meal demand solid despite African swine fever. A sharp drop in the Chinese hog production amid an outbreak of African swine fever hasn't spelled doom for U.S. soybean meal demand. That's the word from Timothy Lowe, the Southeast Asia Regional Director for the U.S. Soybean Export Council. At a conference call with reporters yesterday, Lowe was asked if the poultry sector in the region was going to pick up enough meal demand to offset lost feed need from Chinese hogs. Lowe said there's still enough hogs in the region even after the ASF outbreak. He said, we don't think the African swine fever is at a pace where it's going to dramatically affect the consumption yet, Lowe said, citing strong herds remaining in Vietnam and the Philippines. He did, however, say there are concerns about the disease's severity and its longevity. Here's today's She Said It. I can tell you one thing. As your president, I'm not going to treat our farmers and our rural communities like poker chips in a bankrupt casino, all right? I'm going to treat them as the producers that they are, as an integral part of our economy that we don't just play them as pawns. That Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar campaigning at a farm in Minnesota. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, August 8th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.